It's time for me to change my stance on something. The time is now for Elliot Cadeau to come to North Carolina. You are Locked on Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, it's Thursday, May 11th, 2023. Welcome into the Locked on Tar Heels podcast, the only daily North Carolina show out there. I'm your host, Isaac Shade, and I want to thank you for making us your first listen or watch of the day. Coming up on the show, we've got some Elliot Cadeau conversation. Uh, man, the, the young man just keeps showing out, and it's... It's time for me to make a change on my stance on it. We'll unpack that. Also, some fun news for Leaky Black as he is pursuing his hope of NBA playing. Being in the league, man. Wild to think about the possibility. But um, before we get into all that, a quick programming note. Friday's show, tomorrow's show, will not publish, uh, for those of you that listen on audio, like in the middle of the night, and then the YouTube version won't publish early in the morning on Friday. Why not? Well, as a reminder, the transfer portal closes tonight, Thursday night at like 11.59, or, you know, just before midnight Eastern time. I want to make sure that on Friday's show, we have all the information about that available to us because there is a chance that at any last minute, someone could decide to transfer out. We want to make sure that or I want to make sure I have that information to you going into the weekend. And so because of that, do not look for Friday's episode until probably mid-morning, maybe around lunchtime. So just wanted to go ahead and give you that news now so you can plan accordingly for your plans to listen to Friday's episode. So I uh, just wanted to make sure to say that right off the bat. All right, let's get into a little bit of an Elliot Cadeau conversation here. As I said in the cold open, I'm changing my mind. There you go. For a long time, I've said the backcourt already has these six guys in it, and and bringing in more is going to make it cluttered and cause locker room problems, yada, 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 on and on and on. So you look at it. You've already got R.J. Davis returning, DeMarco Dunn returning, Seth Trimble returning. You add in Paxson Wojcik. You add in Cormac Ryan, both of those guys from the transfer portal, and obviously Simeon Wilcher coming in as a freshman. And that is six of your 13 scholarships, or as it stands right now, six of your 11 scholarships. And my stance has been that bringing in Elliott makes that then seven of your 12 scholarships in the backcourt alone. And that it pushes guys like Seth Trimble, DeMarco, probably further down the depth chart, maybe even Simeon Wilch. You know, it just depends. And, and Paxson Wojcik, right? Like it just all depends on, on how playing time goes, how the guys perform and practice and all that. But uh, that has been my stance. But Dadgummit, in 2023, with the way the transfer portal is, with the way that roster stuff is constantly in flux in this era, here's where I'm at now. You've got to take what you can get while the getting's good. So if now's the time, now's the time. You've got one year left with Armando Baycott. You've got one year, maybe two, with RJ. 
Could you put a playmaker on this roster with this team that can do everything to get the ball in RJ's hands where he needs it, to get the ball in Armando's hands where he needs it? If you can do that and achieve that and make this Carolina team more ready, then so be it. Now, a lot of times as we talk about with an incoming freshman, it's like, yeah, but does it translate? Are they ready? And with Elliot Cadeau, it does. And he is. Very much so. And so, uh, like, I I know there's that concern that I've voiced, and and I get it. But at this point, your window is is tight. You don't have much time or space. So I say you go get him and then you figure it out. How do we allot playing time to all these guys? How can we spread it out and make sure that we're getting playing time for RJ, for Elliot, DeMarco, Seth, Cormac Ryan, Simeon, right? Like all of these guys, you, you got to find a way to do that. And if I'm Coach Davis, to me, that looks like I, I'm using – hopefully three of these guys on the floor at the same time more often than not this season. I I just think that's what it has to be. Now, part of me changing on Elliot too, is just continuing to hear, like, I know what I'm seeing with my eyes, um, but I, I am not a high school talent evaluator. Like that's just not part of what I do in covering stuff. Like I look at it and, and there's things I know just because I know basketball and I know it, but, in terms of like, how does what he's doing translate or not translate up a level to college? Like I can more often than not tell, but I, I just, I haven't done it for years of like watching high school basketball and then seeing that. That said, I recently read um, from 247 Sports, kind of Travis Branham's take on Kado, having seen him for the first time in about a year. And I just want to pull out five phrases from what he said that really stood out to me as being important and supportive of this like Elliot's ready right now kind of thing we're talking about today. So let let me give you these five phrases and why I think they're important. Number one, he said this, the game comes so slow to him at this point. That alone, that's all I need to hear. Bring Elliot Cadeau to me right now. And here's what I mean by that. For those of you who who just aren't athletes or have never experienced this idea of the game slowing down, here's what we mean by that. For me, I was a baseball player, went to college on a baseball scholarship. There are times when you're just starting to learn certain things, like when you first step into high school or first step into college and you're learning everything that that baseball program does, you, you can't stop and think because you're just flooded with information. Moreover, you can't just react, which is when an athlete is at his or her best, when they're, they're just able to like see the ball, hit the ball or in basketball, see the ball, know what you need to do. And for me, it really started to come at at some point when just everything clicked and it was like, Oh, I can hit this bam. Oh, I a great example from baseball of slowing down is you're able to see the ball, the stitches of the ball spinning in such a way where now you're able to know what pitch is coming. That is baseball slowing down in terms of basketball. If <clears throat> for Elliot, the game comes so slow to him that he's ever able to see things revealing themselves almost like a master chess player, a couple moves 
before it's actually going to happen. That's what we're talking about here with the game slowing down. And yes, there would be a something of a learning curve. But from what Brandon's saying, I, I, I just don't see it as being as steep as the typical freshman. Remember, Kendall, it took him some while, Kendall Marshall. But in his freshman year, he took over for Larry Drew and stepped in right away and did great. Thank you very much. So that's the first thing that stands out to me. The game is so slow to him at this point. Number two, Branham said he could go start a game for North Carolina tomorrow, and I wouldn't have any reservations about that. <clears throat> now, some people could say that, and it's like, okay, great. I, I hear you. Whatever. I'm sure you would love to see him start a game for North Carolina tomorrow. But when Travis Branham says that, it's somebody I believe because he's been studying and evaluating high school talent for so long and has seen then what they do or don't do when they reach the collegiate level. Uh, when he levies praise like this, I want to hear it. And so the fact that he believes that Cadeau is ready today to do it says to me everything I need to hear about that. And part of it is when you when you move up like that and, and what your main task is is to be a facilitator, he can absolutely continue to do that. Number three, uh, this is two things I combined into one. The first thing is Cadeau sets the table for everyone around him. And then the second part was, quote, he's going to elevate whoever it is around him. I mean, that's it. Right. It's not about him coming in and stealing shot attempts. I mean, he's going to take shot attempts. Don't get me wrong. But it's about him coming in and setting up RJ so that RJ doesn't have to be the man. He doesn't have to have that consternation that I feel like he lives with sometimes. Not consternation, confliction. That's what I'm looking for. That he lives with sometimes of like, do I shoot or do I pass? And not really feeling when that is very well. With Elliot. His goal is to get it to RJ for RJ to score. With Elliot, his job is to make Armando Baycott that much better because he's that good of a point guard. And hear me say that makes a big difference in how Armando Baycott is or is not getting the ball at a at a percent usage rate that Carolina would like to see him get the ball. It's, it's Armando getting the ball in the place where he needs it, like all of these kind of things. Um, I, I posted a video of Cormac Ryan shooting today and I was just a shooting drill, whatever, but um, still like the ability to get Cormac Ryan open in space, the ability to get the ball to Harrison Ingram and let him be the playmaker that he is. I mean, it, you just think about uh, setting the table and elevating everyone around you. And that's what Cadeau is going to do. Number four, quote, you don't have to worry about how he's going to fit. You put the ball in his hands and he'll figure it out, end quote. And I think that one is important to look at because so much of my conversation and others has been, but man, is RJ going to be upset about that? Because RJ probably wants to run the show, man, that pushes other guys down the depth chart, man, that is he, is he going to be able to fit with the upperclassmen in the scene? And it's just like, yeah, because he's a winning basketball player that again, elevates everyone around him. I'll take that. He's going to fit in. He can do it. And then number five, talking about kind of the possibility of reclassifying to the class of 2023. And Brandon said <clears throat> he has the highest floor of anybody. There was like one other guy that he put 
in a similar um, sphere as Elliot, but said he has the highest floor of anyone. And for those of you that are fantasy football players, that's where I always think about this high floor and ceiling conversation. A player with a high floor, but kind of a, we don't know where his ceiling's at means he's always going to give you at least this. And that's a comfortable thing. Some players have a high floor, but a low ceiling. And that's like, Hey, he's never going to be this excellent, but you know, you're always going to at least get that from him. High floor, high ceiling means, listen, here's the baseline. The baseline itself is already good, but he might blow the roof off of this thing. And then anything in between that. And this gives me such great comfort for a potential freshman coming in to run the show because it's like, oh, you've got a high floor. Well, then we're, we're not worried about it because we know that on a very consistent level, you're always going to be a distributor. You're always going to raise the game of those around you. And we know that you're going to score some and that's going to be the icing on the cake. That's the kind of thing we're looking at with Cadeau. So again, when I read these quotes from Travis Branham, like that makes me happy and it should make you happy about the possibility of Elliot Cadeau really, really coming to Chapel Hill for this upcoming basketball season. But if I'm changing my mind about Elliot Cadeau coming and, and that I think he should, if he does come, that also changes all my thoughts about what the starting lineup looks like because it's going to be quite a bit different than I have previously suggested. So I want to share with you what I think my starting lineup would be with Elliot Cadeau in the fold. And we'll do that in just a second. But first, this episode is brought to you by Built. Are you looking for a delicious snack, but you don't want all the sugar and calories? Then you need the best tasting protein bar out there, Built. If you're like me and you want to make healthier snack choices, but you don't want to compromise on taste, well, I got just the thing for you, Built Bars and Built Puffs. These are so healthy that you won't believe how amazing they also taste, and they really do. What makes them so good? Well, for starters, these bars and puffs are covered in 100% real dark chocolate. They also come in amazing flavors like peanut butter brownie and churro. And I'm not sure how does it, but Built makes these bars not only taste good, but have amazing macros, like only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, but yet 17 grams of protein. Great stuff there. And maybe the cherry on top of all of this, chef's kiss, is that now you don't have to wait around from an order to come from Built.com because you can hustle right on down to your local Walmart or Sam's Club and pick up a box of Built, a proud sponsor of the Locked On Network. Once again, thanks for making Locked on Tar Heels your first listen or watch of the day. Hey, you everydayers, make sure you're ready for tomorrow's show where we unpack any transfer portal out news or non-news, because that's very important too. I also want to talk about, I'm formalizing where I think Carolina is going to land on these two scholarships, and I want to share that with you. So the question for this segment is, if Elliot Cadeau reclassifies and comes this upcoming season, what does the starting lineup look like? Well, as a reminder, my starting lineup without Cadeau, before thinking about him as a possibility, is RJ Davis at the one, and then Cormac Ryan at the two, Harrison Ingram at three, Jalen Withers at four, and Armando Baycott at five. And that allows Harrison Ingram to be kind of that playmaker point forward from the three spot. It allows all these guys to do various things. I've never, and I've talked about this, I've never just felt 
good and comfortable and like, yes, we've got our guy at the four spot. And that's no offense to Jalen Withers. I'm hoping that he comes in and absolutely blows the roof off the thing. And if so, way to go. But with Cadeau, I think I would start this team a little bit differently. I'm going to have the ball in Cadeau's hands at the one. I don't know if that's from day one or not, but I'm just assuming a world where you are going with your optimal lineup from day one. So I would have Elliot at the one, then RJ at the two, Cormac Ryan at the three. I would put Harrison Ingram at the four and Armando Baycott at the five. So basically what I've done is kept Armando solid, taken Jalen Withers out of the starting lineup, bumped the guys I had one through three up to two through four. Does that make sense? So we did have RJ at the one, Cormac Ryan at the two, and Harrison Ingram at the three. And as I said, and moved those guys to two through four and slotted Elliot Cadeau in at the one, at the point guard position. Does that make sense? Hopefully you can envision that. And so, listen, anything you do with your lineup is going to have its positives and its challenges. A challenge for that starting quintet is going to be that you've got a pretty short backcourt with Elliot at about six one, if I'm remembering his measurements correctly, and RJ right at six foot. Um, and so that's it. And because you've kind of bumped everyone up a size, then you've got Cormac Ryan, maybe a little bit undersized as the three. And then obviously Harrison, a little bit undersized as the four. And so you do have to wrestle and reckon with all those things and see where it sits. But I would look at it differently rather than thinking about the negatives. How can you use this lineup to your advantage? How can you use the undersizedness? to just run wild on people and make them look foolish and silly. Um, and, and one of the things that I've talked a lot about is, is last year's team just shared the ball so ineffectively and inefficiently and rarely, to be honest. This, this lineup, this five, would share the ball so well. You've got R.J. Davis, 3.2 assists per game last year. Cormac Ryan, 2.5 assists per game last year. Harrison Ingram, 3.7 assists per game last year. Obviously, Mondo's lower was at 1.4. But of the other three guys that would be collegiate returners still in the lineup, all of them average at least two and a half assists a game. And that's before I've even put Cadeau into the mix. And and you got to, I mean, he's averaging, what, 11 assists a game in EYBL this summer so far. So let's just take three off of that and call it eight. Even at that, you've got four guys in that starting lineup who average at least two and a half assists per game. I mean, that's just silly. And I think it could be a really good thing for North Carolina. So I want to hear your thoughts on the starting lineup with Elliot Cadeau in it. So imagine that world and let's hear it. Elliot Cadeau comes to North Carolina, transfers, uh, reclasses, not transfers, reclasses into 2023, comes to North Carolina. What is the Tar Heels starting lineup? Let me hear it. Well, and finally today, some fun news for Leaky Black, who's really just pursuing this dream of hitting the NBA. We have learned what the next step in that path is for our brother Leaky. I want to share it with you in just a second. All right, we're back. We're talking Leaky Black because he's our guy and we love him so much and we're getting into that part of the summer where the transfer transfer portal is about to close. Uh, we'll still have a lot of guys coming into programs, but we are very much getting into NBA draft season. As you are 
painfully aware there are no Tar Heels really in the mix in the top levels of this this year. And really the only guys that you know might have a shot at this are Leaky and Pete Nance. And I want to talk about the Leaky side of it because we now know what the next step of Leaky's NBA path is. And let me start by saying this. Let me give you my take on it. Leaky, I believe, is an NBA player. I'm not saying he's got to be an NBA superstar. I'm not even saying he's got to be an NBA star or an NBA starter. I'm just saying that he is an NBA player that belongs on somebody's roster somewhere. He has what I see, Leaky does, as a unique blend of skill set and body and athleticism and things that are going to allow him to do work at the NBA level. That wingspan, that massive wingspan that Leaky has, that's the requisite thing you need to be in addition to, you know, foot speed and all the other intangibles. But that's just one of those things that you can't work on unless you say, hey, stretch me both ways, friend. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I, I truly believe that Leaky's skill set and body will work at the NBA level. Now, he's got work to do to get there. Absolutely, yes, 100% he does. But I want to share with you how he's got to go do it. So you probably are aware of the NBA Draft Combine. We've already heard 78 names released who will be part of that combine in some form or fashion. While at the same time, 45 other draftees have accepted invites to the NBA G League Elite Camp. So basically the G League's combine. And one of those 45 is Mr. Leaky Black, and that's great news for him. So that camp is going to take place this Saturday and Sunday, May 13th and 14th at Wintrust Arena in Chicago. And so obviously I know we're all going to be cheering Leaky on. Hopefully we get some good news out of that. Here's why this is the ramp up. This uh, G League camp is the ramp up for Leaky towards NBA status. Because a select number of these 45 from the G League camp will then receive invites to the actual combine, which starts just like a day later, but it's also in Chicago. So, excuse me, the actual uh, NBA draft combine is also in Chicago along with the G League one. It just starts a uh, a, a day later. And so hopefully Leaky will be able to show what he does and, um, there, there will be five on five games at that camp. And so you, you like some of that kind of stuff, uh, allowing him to show off who he is. Um, but the other good thing is that Leaky's not just relying on that. He's also going through workouts with NBA franchises. He recently did one with Golden State from a picture posted on his Instagram story on Wednesday. I believe he's going to be doing some kind of workout for the Celtics. Um, the, the picture he posted was from inside what looked to be a Celtics practice facility. And so I say again, Leaky Black, to me, is an NBA player, and now's the time for him to prove it. And all he's got to do is just make one team believe in him. Doesn't have to have two or three or four or 30. Just has to get one team to say, Leaky Black is our guy. Whether that's through one of the two rounds of the NBA draft or getting a, a an invite and just showing what he can do. I, I think he can, and I would love to see Leaky get there. By the way, if he does make it to the NBA, it would be so cool because it would mean all three members of his class that came into Carolina together would be in the NBA. That'd be along with 
in addition to Leaky, would be Kobe White and Nasir Little. And so really, really hopeful for Leaky that he can achieve this lifelong dream. But it's going to start this weekend in Chicago at the G League camp. Well, friends, that's it for today's episode of Locked on Tar Heels. Please don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you get podcasts that lets you leave reviews. Once again, thank you for making us your first listen or watch of the day. You every dayers again once uh, once more, let me remind you to please check things out on Friday show. And keep in mind that next Friday is our mailbag episode for the month of May. You can send questions in on Twitter, Locked on Heels, or at Isaac Shade. You can also email your questions, LockedOnTarHeels at gmail.com. Don't forget also to subscribe, to smash the like button, and to leave comments on this episode really appreciate you hanging out with me on a thursday talking carolina sports it's always a great day to be a tar hill we'll be right back tomorrow together but until then peace <laughs>